Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm your host, Steve Crothy. And I'm Hans Burkhart. Buddy, there's not much more than I love going back in time. <laughs> and we're going back to an age, some would say a beautiful age. You know, when we were kids, we had summer vacation to look forward to, right? Just waiting for that last day of school so you can have a few months off, couple months off, whatever it was, to just hang out, play video games, do whatever the hell you wanted. No math, no social studies. And then, you know, you get old. And that you don't even look forward to summer anymore. Hell, right now, I don't look forward to anything. <laughs> um, uh. But for a few years... Back in the late to mid-2000s, summer became special again. And that was partly because of Xbox Live Summer of Arcade. When, for once a week, for four to five weeks, they would release a smaller, you know, quote-unquote indie title to the Xbox Live Arcade. And you kind of always had something to look forward to. Did I get every summer of arcade game? Nah. Did I get a lot? Yeah. And are there some really fucking good games that were released through summer of arcade? Absolutely. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Xbox Live Summer of Arcade, which ran from 2008 to 2013, I believe. Mm -hmm. You're correct. Um. And there are, like I was saying, killer titles. Killer titles that were released. And a couple of times we got introduced into studios, to game development studios, that would go on to do some huge shit. So, I can't wait. I can't wait to dive into that. Before that, though, um, what you been playing, buddy? What you been up to? So, I've been... I've been doing a lot of cyberpunk in this week, mm-hmm. cyberpunk 2077 on the Xbox and having a generally good time with it. Um, the story stuff I've really dug, um, the actual side missions I've dug. Um, I'm, 
I've just been doing side quest stuff these last couple of days, and I'm ready to move on from that. Um, like fixer gigs and stuff like that. I'm ready to get some more meat of the story going. Yeah, I, I hear. Um, you. you know, playing. The only other thing is uh, Halo with you guys. Yeah. Um, they've got the new um, event going on this week, the fractured event, and the new game mode is pretty cool. We like that. What is it's like? Land it's grab. called land grab. Yeah, yeah and uh, it's kind of like domination style, where you have three points and instead of you have to go hold basically take the point and once the point is taken it it disappears and you don't have to worry about it anymore and you fight over these three points and once they're decided three more spawn and the first team that gets to 11 points first wins and it's pretty fun i'm not gonna lie it's a pretty nice take on area control it is moves a little quicker i like this way better than last spartan standing a lot of that has to do with the fact that we can play this event together um absolutely the fractured event this time around the entrenched armor sets and stuff are pretty cool obviously i think the samurai shit was cooler um Mm, but it's nice that you know they have something like that again um yeah i'm digging it Uh, i really do like that that game type even if it wasn't tied to an event i could see that being something that i would suggest playing from time to time you know i assume that'll land in quick play when it's all said and done yeah they who knows they might give it its own separate playlist like they did for fiesta you know which Mm -hmm. was was tied to uh the um samurai event i've also been playing some cyberpunk we decided to start playing together because we want to do eventually an episode about it. And I'm digging it. Like the problem is, is I played a lot of cyberpunk when it first came out and then burned myself out doing fixer gigs and a lot of side stuff. So it's going to be a little while till I get to stuff I haven't seen or done yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I am, you know, taking different approaches for different things and stuff, which helps. And obviously I wasn't playing with the next gen patch, um, so, you know, that's, uh, that's definitely made a difference and it looks incredible. Like it is an incredible looking game. You said to me last night that you feel like the city feels sort of dead or lifeless. Uh, I, I agree. Like, you know, when you go into something really well-crafted, like the inside of like a bar or, you know, something like that, it feels alive and there's a lot of detail, but when you're just out traveling and shit, man it does kind of feel a little dead. It doesn't have that same feeling of liveliness that like, you know, a Grand Theft Auto open world or something like that would. You know, or a Saints Row even, you know, like it just, there's the city itself is very gorgeous. The rendering is, it looks great. I'm not even running ray tracing and I imagine it would look, it's going to look even better with that, but I want the 60 frames, you know? Um, But yeah, just, there's just, not a lot happening on the streets. Lot, large chunks of the city you'll drive through, and you won't see any other cars, or if mm-hmm. you, you barely see any cars, you know. There's there's certain areas of the city where there are people walking around, but it just doesn't feel like. It. I don't know. Maybe it's just the area that I'm confined to right now. Might be, but I don't know. I'll we'll say see this: how it goes. you know, for all the talk of patches and bug fixes, I have a persistent bug in my game. So, really? you know, I, I go to my apartment and sleep and then save 
every time, right, before I get off. I like to wake up as V in my apartment, then hit the day, you know, take the day by storm. And every day when I come out of my apartment and call my car to me, everybody, every pedestrian and person standing around the entrance to that, uh, um, the entrance to that apartment building and, 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 and in the street and walking around flips the fuck out and causes a stampede. (laughs) And so like, I'll be driving for like three or four blocks and they'll just be dozens of people running on either side of the street (laughs) screaming. That's actually kind of neat. It happens every time. time. Fantastic. Um, (laughs) I, um, I played some more Loop Hero, which I'm still enjoying. I did check out Wilder Myth, right? Mm-hmm. And it didn't. What do you think? It didn't grab me. Now I didn't play it a ton. I played it for maybe an hour or two, and it's something that I could, you know, maybe I need to give some more time to really sink in. The problem, maybe. the problem with the Steam Deck right now is I have so much different shit on there that I'm playing and messing around with. That if something doesn't grab me real quick, I'm like, well, I could be doing a couple of loops and loopy. Yeah, exactly understand that that so, feeling all too well i need to kind of just concentrate on something on the steam deck and get it taken care of um i uh, <laughs> i almost double dipped and bought jedi fallen order again on the t- steam deck because you know i got a hundred percent of the achievements on xbox and i was like well i kind of want to <clears throat> play that game again before it comes out uh, the sequel comes out and i was like yeah but i, I got all the achievements so I was like, oh, well, I guess I could get it on Steam Deck and get all the Steam achievements for it. That's the sickness that's in my head, Steve. That's the sickness. I totally understand. Totally understand. I bought the Dark Souls game so many times. Yeah. Just to do achievements. Don't worry about it. <laughs> all right. Um, well, thanks, buddy. When, when is when is the new one coming out? It's next year, right? Yeah, 2023. 2023. They, they just released the you know cinematic teaser trailer yesterday. Which was pretty cool. Well, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to be excited for that game for sure. Um, we also found out that the Witcher next-gen patch is coming at the end of this year. Right? It got delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and CD Projekt Red took over development on that um, next-gen version. And they said in an interview, like, it's not going to be a super long time. And then they announced that's coming out at the end of the year. That's nice. Like that gives me something to look forward to um, at that time of the year, especially since Starfield is delayed. Now I'll probably replay The Witcher 3 and then we can do a Witcher 3 episode, you know? Yeah, looking forward to that. We also found out that The Witcher 4 has officially entered pre-production. Yes. So that means it's if it's just now entering pre-production, it's going to be a while. It is going be to a be a while. Yep. But the, yeah, they, they ended the quote-unquote research phase and now have moved into pre-production can't wait to see more about that game cannot wait for that um the other thing i'm reading is bad stuff bad stuff about this playstation um xbox game pass competitor yeah it doesn't sound like it's off to the best of starts the game list and then i was talking to our buddy evan who did our artwork for the show shout out evan sure I was talking Shout to him. Out. I was talking to him about it, and like we were both disappointed in the game offering. It seemed like a lot of the PlayStation Two games are those PlayStation Two games that you can already go buy on the store. 
you know. Oh, great. Didn't see anything that made me feel like, okay, this is a, day, a need to get it for day one. Now, that being said, I don't remember what uh, day one Xbox Game Pass was like. Uh, you know, I took a little while to adopt Game Pass. So, Same. you know, hopefully they can get it in a good spot. Because um, it's something I can see a lot of value in. Um, I just wish the PlayStation 3 stuff wasn't streaming. Um, I know. God, I hate that stuff. And then I was reading that, like, the the um, brain fart. Oh, the PlayStation 1 stuff runs in, like, 1440p. The PlayStation 2 stuff runs at, like, 720p and doesn't run that well. Like, the report I was reading says that there were some performance issues with the PlayStation 2 stuff. So, probably going to hold off on getting that service until they iron out some of the problems. Um, which is a shame, because there's definitely some stuff that is sort of cordoned off in the PlayStation um, library that I would love to be able right. to play. So. Yeah, same, man. Like I said, if they just would put NBA Street Volume 2 on there, <laughs> I'd probably, probably do that. I saw... Um, uh have you i've told you about this youtube show called botchamania mm -hmm. they have like a segment in everyone where they show people in wrestling crowds holding up signs that reference video games yep and uh somebody had a nba street volume two is greater than elden ring sign which i thought was pretty hysterical <laughs> that is funny uh <laughs> that is real funny um yeah so buddy i guess we should kick it off and talk about the xbox live summer of arcade um, Let's do it, man. I was a, I was a babe of 30. I was. I was. Uh, okay, so I moved to Birmingham in August of 2007. So this would have been my first real summer in Birmingham. Um, it would have also been, you know, just a few months after I got my 360. Because I didn't get my 360 until like the end of the year in 2007. Um so 2008 rolls around and they announced this Xbox Live Summer of Arcade game. And the game, I don't know about you, there were really two standouts, but the game I was absolutely most interested in that I had been aware of before was Castle Crashers. Yeah, the gem of that first year was Castle Crashers. Um, you know, it was a pretty solid lineup, but I don't, you know, I played what else was there bionic commando rearmed um braid. Uh, like a, a a braid which i played didn't beat braid um galaga legions and geometry wars i don't think i played either of those that wasn't much for like kind of the space action shooters at that yeah. at that point but um man castle crashers holy shit we loved that game we played that a ton and um castle crashers is really interesting because um the behemoth, the developer that made that, got their start on Newgrounds, right? Like, you remember going on Newgrounds and playing weird little Flash games back in the day on your PC? Sure mm -hmm. um, I could totally see Castle Crashers being one of those games, you know? Yeah. Makes it, total sense. They, um, they started off with um, Alien Hominid, was I think their first game. Um, that was on new grounds and then showed up on like PlayStation two GameCube and a bunch of other stuff. Then they did an HD version of that for the 360, and then castle crashers. 
Castle Crashers is like Steve and I have talked about it quite a bit on this show, how we love side scrolling beat 'em ups, you know, your golden axes, your um Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage, um, so on and so forth. Metal fights, yeah. And this is like that, but like, you know, modernized. There's a leveling system. You can unlock different spells. There's this really cool weapon system where you can get different weapons and upgrades for your characters. And like, you're just these um, four knights. There's a red knight who does uh, fire, right? I think so. There's a green knight that does poison. There's a yellow (laughs) slash orange knight that does lightning. I think so. Mm -hmm. And then a blue knight that does ice. I went with the blue knight. Blue knight was my dude from the jump. Right. Later, they would add, like, I think some more. They did. Knights via DLC. Mm -hmm. But I think I always stuck with uh, the fire guy. Pretty sure. At least to start. And it's. But uh, it was it was real wacky. Right. Like the um, the graphics were like real cartoony. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you're basically just your your kingdoms under attack and you fight off the attackers and you eventually go out into the world and try to defeat the evil but it's cool. It's got like one of those world maps, almost like uh, Super Mario 3-ish. Yeah. Yep. You know, where you can go in between. There's certain areas you can go that are levels and mm-hmm. other places that are friendly areas like shops. And like you mentioned, you could get different weapons and um, things of that nature. But you could also get little animal companions. Yep. Uh, you remember those guys that oh, used yeah. to float around you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> those were fun. They would hide those around, and you once you found one, you could use it, and you could go to basically like the stables and pick whichever one you wanted to use, so you weren't like locked into it. Yeah, and they had different. But I loved, um, I loved that. System. They had different buffs and effects that they would give you. So I just looked it up: Green Knight Poison, Red Knight Electricity, Orange Knight Fire. That's okay. how that went. Um, and then I guess they later added the Barbarian, the Thief, the um, the fencer, the killer bee couple keeper, the industrialist, the alien. <laughs> they added a whole bunch of other characters that I have not messed around with. You know, the, the majority of my castle crashers playing came that summer when it came out and we, Will and I co-opt it. And then you and I played it online with each other. And, uh, y- you're right when you say it's wacky. Do you remember that whole level where like <clears throat> you're riding on the back of the deer that's shitting the whole time you're riding it? Because <laughs> you're running from a gigantic bear. Yeah, yeah they're just yeah. shitting literally the entire time. That uh, that <laughs> level reminded me of something from Battletoads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it just felt like a Battletoads level. That that was kind of the inspiration for, for that game. Games like that. It just was really good. I loved there were there would be boss fights. And uh, after you beat the boss, um, it would rain like gold and gems and yep. all the items you would want. And then what I loved was there was usually a, a princess. I think we're, that's what we were trying to rescue all the princesses. Mm-hmm. And when you would beat the boss, there would be a princess. And uh, then whoever was playing, would we would fight each other. Yeah, they make you fight Remember your that? buddy for the princess's favor. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and so, uh, it was you know, obviously they would come back to life, but you know it was always kind of fun to to see who would win there. And at you the would, end. It's a you, genius little move. You would get to this point where people would like be holding back towards the end of the boss fight, so they're not getting mm-hmm. too much damage, <laughs> so they can try and be in a good I spot. See you over there. Uh huh. Get in this fight. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um. So, like I said, the other uh, real standout title, in my opinion, from 2008 was Braid. Braid was yeah. a uh, puzzle platform puzzle game. game involving, mm-hmm. like, time. Um, had a real cool sort of retro, I guess you could say, like, 16-bit style. Beautiful game. Like, Braid is beautiful. I, pl- I played Braid, but I could n- never really wrap my head. Uh, around yeah, braid. braid was braid was really tough um i'm I, I pride myself on like those games especially back then i was like oh i love puzzle games not a puzzle game out there that can stop me but this one definitely stopped me i didn't i didn't beat it it was just the the time winding thing seemed just a little finicky to me yeah and i, I was never able to really get comfortable with it either um <laughs> really you know a, a good year but the next year would not, be my favorite year. Yeah, 2009, there's not a bad game. Uh, like uh, It's honestly incredible. Why like, don't you... Reading the... Yeah. The, Read out the titles, so, and then we'll take them one by one. Okay, so on the wiki, it's listed in alphabetical order. I can't remember what the actual release schedule was. but Marvel vs. Capcom 2, New Age of Heroes. Shadow Complex, Explosion Man... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, Reshelled, and Trials HD. All of those are incredible. All of yep. those are incredible. Like, Marvel vs. Capcom <laughs> 2, it was just a port of the arcade mm-hmm. game. But to be able to have that on the 360, because I can't remember. The which... last release, I looked it up. I want to say it was like seven years prior. Yes. Yes. It was. So, so this had HD graphics, too. Amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing. I remember texting you when that was announced. Like, I remember being mm-hmm. like, holy shit, Marvel versus Capcom 2. Um, S- Shadow Complex, what a cool fucking game. So it's a yeah, sort of a, uh, what would you call it? Like, a, It's a Metroidvania. A Metroid, it's a Metroidvania, absolutely. 100% is a Metroidvania, yeah. And a really, really good one. Yeah. Like one that stands up now. Like it's 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 still worth playing now. It holds up. Yeah. In fact, a lot better than some of these indie ones I've played lately. You know, like it's far superior. Um, that it was a little more realistic take on it. I guess I went quote unquote realistic. Like, um, you know, the story wasn't really fantastical. It was more yeah. like a guy, a normal guy, kind of gets finds this suit of armor, kind of shit. Yeah. Almost and, Iron Manny. Yeah, and it's it's like about this big. Uh, evil underground military base and stuff and just i remember being so blown away being like oh this is like metroid like i even feel like it might have been thrown around the term metroidvania might have been thrown around prior to this um but it's around this time that i remember becoming aware of that term and what it meant you know and uh an incredible game a game i've gone back to multiple times multiple times yeah. have i've gone back and played shadow complex again same i played it and if i remember correctly um most of the games 
were either like ten dollars. I think some of them would. I want to say Marvel vs. Capcom might have been fifteen, and I think Shadow Complex was twenty, but it was worth it. Like yeah. the amount of game you got for that twenty bucks was really impressive to me. Like it, you know, it, it didn't have like the programming to have like oh this is a challenge run or anything like that but there, there was just a lot to to do in the game and it was really fun yeah and, and like i feel said, like i feel like given how many people had 360s at the time and given the amount of promotion that they did for the summer of arcade stuff the xbox really sort of helped usher in this idea of indie games on the console because indie games have been a thing for quite a while on PC, right? Like we even talked about Newgrounds. But Absolutely. Um I feel like this is when you know it really brought it to the forefront and they were like, "Look, you can buy a game that's not 60 bucks and still have a full experience and they're really cool fucking games. They just not might not be as big and flashy as, you know, your Gears of War or your Halos or whatever the fuck was coming out on 360 at the time." Right. Mm -hmm. Tell the folks about Splosion Man. Splosion Man was a really interesting, like, what you call it, platformer? Uh, platformer puzzle and, game. Yeah, you were... Um, so, you were this science project, science experiment, or whatever, some guy who could just exp basically explode himself at will. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you would explode, you would kind of it was basically a jump, right? Mm -hmm. So you would hit the thing. So you would be, you're basically trying to get through these levels by figuring out how to explode yourself through whatever you needed to do. It was just really kind of unique and weird. And you would, it would just be like room after room of little puzzles, um, platform kind of deal. Right. And it was really fun. It I was. remember being like, uh, like I thought the character of explosion man was, was pretty interesting. And it was successful enough they went back and did a sequel called Mrs. Explosion Man, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. Yeah, like the take on Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that one was not a summer of arcade game, but I think they just released it on the Xbox Live Marketplace when I it came so. out, but also a very good game. <clears throat> yeah, really good. Um, wacky as hell. Yeah, real wacky. Next um, one I was real excited for, and that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time Reshelled, which was like a HD remake of, um, or an enhanced remake of uh, Turtles in Time, which mm -hmm. I fucking loved. And boy, is that the arcade game? It was, and it was out on. Uh, they they ported it to the Super Nintendo. SNES. That's right. Yep. I really, really loved both the SNES version and the arcade version. And I really like this version too. The one thing like we had a good time playing through it. Yeah. That's the one thing though. This one was probably um, the least value per dollar of the games because you, it does not take long for you to sit down with a buddy and beat turtles in time. Like, right. you know, and then like, you know, okay. So you're going to maybe play through it three more times to beat it with each turtle. Like, mm, and then you might pick it up occasionally whenever you feel like it. But it is, it definitely doesn't have necessarily the uh, same amount of playtime to it as something like Shadow Complex or any of these other right, games right. we're talking about. This is more of a hit of nostalgia. Yes. Um, and a really good one. Pure and simple. 
Yeah, it is. It, it depends. Your mileage on this one depends on how much you loved the other games. And if you've never played them at this point, you know, I, I would assume that gameplay still holds up, uh, yeah. held up in 2009. Yeah. But yeah, you're <laughs> right. As, in terms of this lineup, it's it falls at the bottom for me because the next one, Trials, I think I might have actually played that one the most. Trials <laughs> is incredible. Trials is like the spiritual successor to Excite Bike in some ways. In some ways, yeah, it really is. But it's more, you know, obviously like a, you're doing a stunt run mm-hmm. as opposed to a rape. But um, the the courses were so interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's like a physics-based uh, dirt bike puzzle game. You know what yep. I mean? Like it's all about the physics of your bike and and you know maintaining motion or inertia and stuff to get through these courses and the courses are wild you know it starts off pretty simple so you can get a hang of the controls such a cool game a a franchise that's kind of still going today i think i think they occasionally release a new trials game yeah they they have at least released a few more since that one for sure um, and I think I played most of them too. I think I have <laughs> too. I love trials so much. <laughs> and boy, yeah, so you want to talk like about you... frustrating sometimes. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause you would be trying to get like the gold medal or whatever on mm-hmm. those things. Like I would do cause I'm, I was, I can be insane on that stuff. Uh, and it would be really frustrating from time, but at least with that one, you could just instantly start over Yep. at the touch of a button and you would just, it, it, no load, just you're instantly starting over. So the frustration could be, mitigated somewhat with those kind of situations but you're right there was still times where i wanted to throw the fuck out of my controller yeah for sure. uh so then 2010 rolls around and i remember being very excited for a game on here uh well a couple but one that i thought was like had the potential to be awesome was castlevania harmony of despair yeah um, i remember being we were full-on summer of arcade hype at this point like yep. you and i were both like summer of arcade dude remember how good it was last year let's fucking see what they do this year and i think the castlevania one was definitely one we were initially stoked about when we heard about it yeah because it was going to be like a four you know up to four player co-op castlevania game and like right i love castlevania i would love to play castlevania with my buddies it turned out <laughs> not to be super great from what i remember We've tried. We got it, and we gave it yeah. gave it a try. I don't think we put a whole lot of time into it. I don't think so either. I'm pretty sure that we tried, but uh, for whatever reason, just didn't stick with us. Yeah, and I think the overall reception on that game was fairly mixed as well. Um, mm. And I, you know, like I can't even really remember it super well, but I think. Didn't it spawn you and your buddies in different parts of the castle? So you were yes. like running around and trying to meet up to fight the boss in the middle or I something? Think, I think so. Yeah, I believe that was the that was kind of the conceit. Yeah. Um Hydro Thunder Hurricane, I never played. Never played yeah, it. Yeah, that was one one I didn't play. Um we messed around with the Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light, I think. That was more of a puzzle game, right? Yeah, it was sort of kind the of like ice, isometric. Ice- yes. Yeah. yeah. A pretty cool game. Like and you this, once again you got to remember that this is um this is before like they rebooted Tomb Raider with the the newest uh right. 
correct run of games yeah we hadn't seen laura croft in a little bit yeah and this neat sort of isometric co-op puzzle plus combat game it's pretty cool like it's a game that i could see myself trying someday again i mean i say that meanwhile i'm sitting on a fucking schmog level of uh, video game <laughs> backlog <laughs> aren't we all yeah yeah I, I i played that game for a couple of hours and then moved on i don't remember it hooking me super great but at the same time and it eventually got a sequel was all over the place there's a there's another that's right yeah that's right it did mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't play that one either now <laughs> the next game i think is easily the standout star of summer of arcade of 2010 and that's limbo what oh, an yeah. incredible Limbo. game. Limbo is fantastic. I played it pretty recently. I mean, within a, within the year, I think. And uh, they'll love it. Fan- great game. That that studio has a game hopefully coming out sometime soon. And I can't think of the name of it. It's like a real uh, kind of like s- simple name, like maybe the name of a town or something like that. I can't remember. But Limbo was really fun, just like a little what would you call it side scroller puzzle yeah it's it's a side scroller sort of platforming platformy puzzle game but it also just like trials has sort of a physics engine to it well as well that you use like weight and inertia and stuff to solve some of the puzzles it's dark as hell like visually and just in tone it's thematically yeah like in some ways it's like i don't know if tim burton made a video game you know Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all black well, and white yeah i guess i can kind of see that now i'm not a, a huge tim burton fan but you're not wrong um do you, there's like giant spiders do you remember yeah. those guys oh boy do i <laughs> and like there are dead kids everywhere like and you can yeah. die pretty gruesome like in some pretty gruesome ways in this game as well it's not super graphic because it's all sort of black and white and almost deals and shadows and stuff. So it's not like super gory, but the implication of what goes down in these deaths to this little kid you're playing are, um, are pretty fucked up. (laughs) Uh, I remember being super proud of myself for getting an achievement in this game because you know, the game starts and then you're supposed to just start walking, right? Well, you know, me, I'm going to see what's over to the left. And it immediately pops an achievement for checking the left side of the stream. I was like, I'm a smart boy. <laughs> Look at me. I'm pretty smart. Um, the next game we I know we tried out, we played some of for sure. And that's Monday Night Combat, which came out. Yeah, definitely. That was a fun little, would you call it almost like tower defense kind of game. Yeah. Uh, but But kind of, was it first person or third person it was it was all third person so i I think you could say it was sort of like a class-based third person tower defense game because there were different classes and stuff um and like it's it's like supposed to be this futuristic almost monday night football type sport in the future Mm -hmm. um it was pretty good like would i go back and play monday night combat now no yeah, it, but it was a fun idea at the time. Yeah. I remember you and me and our friend Jeff one night played it, and we did really well. Like, in fact, I don't, I don't 
feel like we ever lost. I kind of think like one of us was just like, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we just kind of had to stop because we just weren't just kept going, you know, but it was, it was pretty fun. You could get uh, some decent team strategies going and make these big kill swaths and whatnot it's a pretty fun game but yeah not one that i would want to jump back to yeah it was kind of an early attempt to do something sort of like a moba on a console too you know that's, that's kind of i think more of what i was thinking of, yeah and it's MOBA. it's you know it's definitely rough around the edges and stuff but yeah for had sure. a good enough time with it then we hit 2011 and uh there's some this is where i think i started getting a little disenfranchised with summer of arcade like not that there isn't good stuff but like i know for a fact i played one game but the rest of them the one game yeah the rest of them i didn't um the one game to me the biggest of them on this list is bastion 100 percent. bastion um is an incredible game like it was well worth the whatever price it was and you know at least in that summer of arcade we got bastion right um it was made by super giant who of course have hades a massive hit in hades on their hands that we talked about um and uh it was just real cool like i remember thinking like oh this is a little bit like uh you know an old school 16-bit zelda game but it's got this beautiful uh hand-drawn art that looks like you're almost in like um uh what's the word i'm looking for like um damn i forgot Hmm. well it's very fairy tale-ish yeah and um it's got this gorgeous score and it's it was really unique in that it had a narrator Yes, and that's kind of what Super Giant has kind of become known for is like running narration in their games. Weird thing to be known for, but they do it really well. And uh, that was that was kind of an interesting thing to me about Bastion was doing like this cool little adventure story, but listening to the thoughts happen as you're doing it. You know, I, I thought that was a really unique take. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I had a real good time with it. That's you know, I beat that game. And then weirdly enough, and I think part of it had to do because Supergiant moved over to sort of developing exclusively for the PlayStation for a while, and I didn't have the PlayStation 4 for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I didn't play another Supergiant game until Hades. It wasn't because I didn't want to. I just, you know, didn't get around I tried to it. some, uh, and they had some that were pretty cool and some that were a little less cool i think like i think transistor was one that was good and pyre was one that i didn't really care for i gotcha but hades was by far and away so their good. most successful game so yeah good. and and their best game it's easily their best game mm-hmm. um so a game that i remember being sort of excited about mainly because of who was involved and it's uh huh. You're talking about From Dust. Yeah, From Dust. Yeah, that had the dude, I think his name's Eric Chahi. Yep. And he he did two games that you and I talked about we loved, uh, Out of This World and did the sequel, Heart of Darkness, I think. Mm-hmm. Or, and, uh, or Heart of the Alien. I can't remember what, what it was called. But um, I wanted to wait on this one when it came out because it's kind of one of those god simulators. Yeah. Right, I think, like um, kind of like black and white-ish. And I remember thinking after Black and White that I'd never play another one of those unless 
somebody told me that it was amazing and i kind of feel like the reviews on this one were not super great yeah mixed yeah i don't remember uh hearing great things and i never ended up playing it um Mm -hmm. but i do remember like when it was announced being like oh that's the dude from out of this world oh he's doing that kind of game never mind like can you imagine if instead he did like a spiritual successor to out of this world holy shit would i have been fucking stoked that would have been awesome yeah um fruit ninja connect i didn't have a connect never played it insanely twisted shadow planet did you ever play that i did not yep. I, I didn't play I it thought either. didn't like the name um at the risk of sounding shallow i did not like the name and the the game looked okay but it didn't look like something that I was dying to play. And I was the same way with Fruit Ninja. I didn't have a connect. Now, Fruit Ninja, I'll, I'll say this is, looks kind of fun. Like I, if I had a um, a connect or something that worked you know, good or whatever, then I could see that being a good time with like a group full of friends or whatever. Right, right. But yeah, we didn't. Th- that wasn't necessarily for us at the time. And then I didn't play the other one either, which was the Toy Soldiers one. Because... I was just like, man, I don't want to be playing with army men right now. And I don't know, maybe that game was was good, maybe it wasn't, but I, I just remember being like, I don't care about that one. I remember being kind of intrigued in several times almost pulling the trigger on getting it, like even past this summer of arcade, because I could just see, like, I could sort of, I've never played one of the Toy Soldiers games, you know, that's like a franchise of games. Um, mm-hmm. And I could just see how, like, there could be fun to be had there in that concept. And I just never took the chance on it. I'll say this insanely twisted shadow planet sounds like the title of the next disturbed an- uh, album or some <laughs> shit. Not a great name. Not no, a great name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then as, um, as the uh, lifespan of summer of arcade uh, is coming to an end, we got two years left. We get 2012. Um, with Deadlight, did you play Deadlight? Yes, I did play Deadlight, but I don't remember much about it. Which I don't know if that was. I, I remember kind of like you know, it's kind of like a side scroller. It was kind of supposed to be like horror. Yeah, like it's it's done by the same people who did um, Dying Light, and I think they did Dead Island as well. And I remember <clears throat> beating it. Uh, but I just remember it was, it was, it was okay. Yeah, that's what I, I remember. Feel like I had feel like I had wasted my money, but at the same time, I didn't really feel like it was an amazing experience either. Yeah, uh, it, in some ways, it kind of is like uh, inspired by Out of This World and Flashback and stuff. That game, mm-hmm. I feel like um, it was okay. It's what I'm short. It's, it's very short. It's very short. Um, yeah, it was very short. What about Dust and Elysian Tale? I think I played that, and I think I liked it. Yeah, it was like I played it, and it was pretty cool. It's, to me, probably the strongest game from this year. It was like an action RPG, you know. Mm-hmm. It was interesting is like, after Summer of Arcade was such a hit and some of these games were a hit, like, you see a lot of sameness and art style and stuff. It had sort of that hand-drawn look to it, which isn't, isn't bad. Like, it was, it was good. Um, and, uh, like, I think they've ported a lot of these games, you know, launched quote unquote exclusively on the Xbox live arcade and then came out on other stuff. 
Um, this definitely came out on the PlayStation and Nintendo Switch. So this is a game that you know they've released um, a few times. I dug it. I thought it was was pretty good. Was it as good as some of the big hitters from uh, Summer of Arcade Pasts? No. No. Right. Right. And this was around the time for me, too, where Stone Cobra was really starting to crank up. Yep. And uh, I had it needed to be a pretty good game for me to, to be playing it at that point. I didn't have as much time as I normally did, too. So that's why I didn't necessarily play hybrid. Because... Uh, I don't remember hybrid. I have never seen hybrid. I don't, I don't know hybrid. No idea about hybrid. I definitely don't remember that one coming out. There's yeah. like two people out there. Who are like what? Hybrid was great. And apparently it was a third person shooter. Like it's something I could have probably been talked into. Never checked right. it out. Did you check out uh, Tony Hawk's pro skater HD? I did not. I didn't and either. it wasn't for lack of like I didn't hate the Tony Hawk franchise. I loved it, in fact. But I know that again around the time, just I had played Tony Hawk two, three, four. Was there four? Or was that Underground? I think there I played was four. like yeah. I played like four or five Tony Hawk games in a row, and I was just kind of burnt out on at that point. Yeah, and, and had no, no real interest. And it was. Back just a remake like an hd port of the first one and didn't get great reviews from what i remember either so i skipped right. it like it wasn't really until you know the newest release of the bundle of tony hawk one and two that a decent tony hawk game came out tony hawk games were like you know peace and love sort of bottom of the barrel there for a little while um also <laughs> yeah they had a rough time also, never played Racketeer, not once. Don't know what that nope. is. I think it got pretty average reviews. And again, like if if a game's not scoring like nine or tens for me at that point, I'm not playing it. Yeah, yeah. And then we get to 2013. So, yeah, there was some decent stuff here in 2013. Um, now the Turtles game, you probably played that. I did not. Right? Nope. You didn't? Okay. No, I was going to say it. I imagine you at least played this. I remember seeing footage and screenshots of it and thinking it didn't look great. And then it got released, right? Didn't get great reviews. And Awful review. the PlayStation version delayed like 15 months. To, and I was like, ah, nah, man. They, that game ain't no good. So I, I dodged a bullet on that. Otherwise, that probably would have been a day one purchase for me. I would have been really excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think their game, the games this year just were generally negative reviewed because Flashback, I think, was the same way, which you would think that one would be an easy one for me because I loved it growing up and we've talked about out of this world so much, you know, mm -hmm. but just got bad reviews as well. And I bought it sight unseen because I was so excited for the remake of Flashback and it wasn't very good. Like I did not spend much time in it. I should have waited on reviews. <clears throat> um, then next up, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Now that's a cool game. That's a cool game. Yeah. That one was really well reviewed, and um, I think has there's been sequels. I think, and I think that they've done pretty well for themselves because of that game. Yeah, and it was it was this neat game where like you could play it co op, and if you played it not co op, you controlled one brother 
her stick. So like your right stick controlled one guy and the left stick controlled the other guy. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, it was it was pretty cool. I remember thinking like, okay, this is like the decent game out of um, out of the list of summer of arcade. And then like, unfortunately, so like, I'm pretty sure he is the same guy. Um, directed. What is it? it takes two. That game okay, that came out sort of recently. Yeah. Um, he's also the guy that at one of the video game awards was like, fuck the Oscars. <laughs> um, Funny. Uh, um, yeah, It Takes Two was a, a smash hit. Yeah, right? a lot of critical acclaim and stuff, nominated for awards and stuff. I haven't played it, but I hear it's pretty good. Pretty good co-op Same. game. Um, and then, Real like, quick. Go for it. Can I complain about something real fast? This yes. a little tiny bit of a tangent. <clears throat> They just the, so there's a game coming out soon called The Quarry, you know. Mm-hmm. That's like the sequel, well, not sequel, but just like in the same vein as like Until Dawn, and um, those those games. Same developer, I think. They just recently announced that the online multiplayer portion of the game will be delayed. So I hate that because I was looking kind of forward to doing that online with you. Are you serious? Yeah. No the online game's co-op? coming out, but no online co-op. Yeah. Is is that it, game is and that game is set to release like real soon. And it's delayed <laughs> or it's never yeah. coming. It's delayed, okay. quote unquote. But well. we still haven't gotten a we haven't gotten a Halo Infinite multiplayer campaign yet, and they said three months. Wow. It's you... been six and counting you got a good point there buddy boy do you got a good point you know what like thinking of the quarry how awesome would the quarry be as a xbox summer of arcade game you know oh man like that's what i'm saying like it sucks that it's not around anymore and i kind of get it because 2013 you know they introduced the xbox one the xbox one's ecosystem doesn't really separate quote-unquote arcade games from triple a games a game is a game now which i totally get but it would be kind of cool if they could get you know one of these together every year and and just have these you know for like i said four or five games to look forward to you know they're not 60 70 dollar games they're lower priced but you're you know you have the chance at least of getting something cool out of them mm-hmm. um I don't know, man. It was something I always looked forward to, and there was obviously, you know, a golden period for Xbox Summer of Arcade. I think it was like, you know, the first three years, maybe four years that it was going. Mm. No, I wouldn't even say four. Maybe the first two, three years. Yeah, Um, yeah. Three years. That second year, that second year was such a a juggernaut. Like, (laughs) it's incredible. Yeah, it's honestly incredible. Those are it's five for five with with some of them being like even even though like Marvel versus Capcom is a uh, it's just a port, but they brought it up. It's like bringing one of the best games. It'd be like almost like if they brought Bloodborne out. Oh, like a Bloodborne remaster for like not that would never happen on 
on Xbox, obviously. But if, if Sony were to bust that out, just be like, here's our some of arcade, bitch. This is a Bloodborne remaster. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd be like, so that's the greatest summer of arcade of all time. We'll have to fucking call the ambulance for Steve, the Amber Lamps. <laughs> yep. Uh, Passed so out on my couch. If you had to pick one, what do you think the greatest Xbox Live summer of arcade game is of all time? Okay, this is a tough one. Um, hmm, so I don't want to pick Marvel versus Capcom 2 because arguably it could be that one. Mm-hmm. But that was a game before that. So I don't want to consider that one one of them. Right. Right. So for me, it's either Shadow Complex, Trials, or Limbo. Oh, so and our... if I have to make Sophie's choice. Well, give me your top three. My three Yours might be your exact same. <laughs> no, they're they're close. It's Castle Crashers, Shadow Complex, oh God, and Limbo. And to me, okay, I'm taking Limbo off and putting Castle Crashers on. Okay, and so who right, wins Limbo. for you between Castle Crashers, Shadow Complex, and Trials? Oh man, that's really di- that's so difficult. Oh my God, Hawes, why do I have to make that decision? Do I have to? I think you might we, have. Come to. on, we, I don't have to. Okay, so I don't have. To. All right, well, no, no, what no, about this? I'll, make, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll pick something. I'll pick something. Um, so I think today I'm gonna go with Castle Crashers. That's my choice because because it's just it's so lovable, and it was the first summer of arcade, and love was in the air. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was just a it was a special moment. Now. God, it's hard to not pick Shadow Complex or Trials, man. Yeah, I know. I'll tell you that. That real indecision you just heard. But oof. but yeah, <clears throat> it's a couple of good years and then a couple of solid titles. And then it just kind of fell off. And they were like, yeah. Yeah, let's, why bother? But I almost, they could bring the gimmick back, you know? I mean, I they know. could just spotlight something on Xbox. Like, get a couple of these people who they know they've got hot shit games and be like, look, we're doing a summer of arcade. We're really going to promote the fuck out of you guys on the front page or whatever. They probably have done something like that similar, and I'm just not aware of it. But yeah. Well, can you imagine if, if every summer there was a special set, of, you know, four weeks, five weeks, where they did summer of arcade on Game Pass? <sighs> yes. Wolf. Wolf. Then That's I'm what I'm saying. All, like, just... man. Bring bring out some hot shit games. Just time time it to be around then. Yeah, and and like there are games that I think would have made perfect summer of arcade games. Streets of Rage four, you know. Oh yeah, like that's great a one. great one. Um, yeah, I could look at the. I don't have it pulled up, but I could yeah. look at the Game Pass list and probably pick out several that would have been fantastic. For Trek it. to Yomi, like that screams yep. summer of arcade to me. So like dead cells, dead cells, the spirit of summer of arcade still exists. It's just not like a organized kick ass run of weeks where you got stuff to look forward to. Right. <laughs> you know what it, you know what a lot of it makes me think of is really like, it seems like a lot of it was inspired by stuff like side scrolling beat em ups, mm-hmm. um, puzzle, puzzle games and, um, Metroidvania. Like that seems to be like their three biggest influences throughout the the years of it. Yep. So, so guys, bring those back. Yeah, for real. Guys, listen. Did you play any of these summer arcade games that we didn't play? Do you have any summer of arcade memories that you want to share? Tell us about it at highpotionpod at gmail. 
Yeah, I want to hear from the hybrid homies out there. Yeah. Who are like, fucking. I wanted to hear. I've looked forward to these dudes talking about hybrid. They talked about it for like two seconds. They didn't even play it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I want to hear from that hybrid crowd, bro. Um, <laughs> leave us a five star review on iTunes, please. It really helps us out. You give away a gift card at every 20 reviews. Um, follow Steve on Twitter at Stone Cobra. Follow me at Blue Harvest Pod. Follow the podcast at High Potion Pod. And. We'll see you guys soon. Bye, y'all. Hey!